2 Samuel 22, verse number four. Amen, amen. You will find these words written. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. I want to talk to you all for just a few moments or as the spirit leads from this subject matter, prayer, praise, and protection. Prayer, praise, and protection. I will call on the Lord. That's the prayer who is worthy to be praised. That's the praise. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. That's the protection. Prayer, praise, and protection. Let me start off by saying that enemy after enemy confronts us as we walk throughout life. And in this passage, the word enemies refers to either persons or the trials and temptations that tempt or attempt to defeat and destroy us. Throughout the journey of life, there are people who become offended by us or at the least dislike us. And in some cases, the dislike may deepen into bitterness and opposition. Some people may become extremely angry towards us and even hate or despise us. There are others who may sow seeds of discord against us, gossiping and slandering our character and reputation. And then, you know, others may try to harm us by insulting or accusing us at at our workplace or It could be a spouse, a friend. It could even be a neighbor. And then still others may attack us physically, assaulting. And we're living in a day and a time now. They would even try to attempt to take your life away from you. You cannot ever underestimate an enemy. But I need you to know that wicked men and wicked women Uh, are not the only enemies we face in life. We also face enemies such as trials and temptations that can easily defeat and destroy us. In fact, a stream of trials and temptations face us every day of our lives. Trials and temptations such as physical and uh, mental uh, uh, stress, What about loneliness, illness or disease, accidents, anxiety or tension, distress, depression, unemployment, addictions, covetousness or greed, financial difficulties, the lack of purpose or direction or the death of a loved one. And the list could go on and on. 
the enemies that confront us sometimes are innumerable. And our only hope of escape and deliverance is through the Lord. The Lord will deliver us from all enemies, whether the enemy is a man or the most severe temptation or trial. God's power to deliver is an everlasting power. And so God's power to deliver was the great lesson that David had learned here in our text. And it is the great lesson for us in this present passage of scripture. And it is my prayer that we learn uh, what David has learned in this passage of scripture. Because in looking back over his life, David see the wonderful hand of God saving and delivering him time and time again. And in reviewing his life, his heart was flooded with praise and thanksgiving. And at some point during this reflection, David sat down and penned this present song of praise. You have to understand this is a song of praise. And it just so happened to be a classic example of of Hebrew poetry. And eventually the song actually became a part of the worship services of Israel. And uh, it was sung in the form that's recorded in Psalms 18. Uh, This particular song was a song that they used in worship. I know I read the fourth verse, but when you glance at the first verse, because there was the setting or circumstance that aroused David to write this song. And based upon the first verse, the song was penned after David had been delivered from the hand of all his enemies, in particular from the hand of Saul. Throughout his life, David faced many enemies and armies and He was involved in numerous conflicts, but apparently he had never experienced the fear or terror that he did when Saul was so fiercely pursuing him. And so therefore, in composing the song that focused on the Lord's deliverance from his enemy, uh, Saul actually merited special mention. And so throughout his life, David faced many, many, many enemies and armies, and he was involved in numerous conflicts, and he had been victorious over several enemies. But apparently, my God, Saul was a different story. But how many of you all know, just like David, thank God for victory over our enemies, Thank God for victories over our trials and over our tribulations, Uh, because after receiving victory over Saul, uh, David wanted to give God thanks and he wanted to praise God for it. And so this is a song of a man filled with praise and thanksgiving for God's wonderful deliverance. I have to add that when victorious, David did not 
He didn't go out and get drunk and, and, and act ridiculous like many people do today who celebrate some victory in life. You know, folk like to celebrate. And when they go out to celebrate, uh, those of you that saw the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, the winning team went out. They went out on the boat and got drunk and and was just celebrating. It's a wonder that, that, that they didn't fall in the water and drown because when they just had their way of celebrating. But not so with, not so with David. Uh, David went to the Lord and he thanked him and began uh, to praise him. How many of y'all know when God does something for you, you ought to just give God praise. Amen. You ought to praise God, not complain, not uh, murmur, not grumble about what you don't have and what you need. You ought to take a moment to look back over your shoulder and see that God's been a provider. He's been a way maker, that God has been a door opener. He, he, he's been a healer when we got sick and when we was feeling down and feeling out. He was the lifter of our heads. We have every right to give God praise. And that's what David wanted to do. And so our text, he says, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And then he says, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. This verse comes, of course, from the song which David spoke to the Lord after his deliverance. Notice what David says. First of all, the first thing I see in this text, in that verse, is prayer to the Lord. Notice what he says, I will call on the Lord. And how many of you all would agree with me that we should call for help to those who can help us? And, and, and none can help so well as God, as noted in this verse. You see, praying to anyone else is unwarranted. And the reason we should call upon God for help is that he has promised to deliver us from our enemies. You see, David's habit was to call on the Lord in the time of trouble. And how many of y'all know that was a good habit? And that's a habit that we ought to emulate. You see, too often when trouble comes, we get on the phone and, and we call our friends and pour out our troubles. And don't get me wrong because friends can be helpful. But how many of you all know the same friend that we call? Oftentimes, they're going through something too. And so why not just call on the Lord? Hallelujah. Because I, I'm here to tell you, he can solve your problems. And he can do you better than all your friends put together. You see, our failure to call on the Lord when troubles come only prolongs our trouble. And it delays uh, our deliverances. And so we need to commit ourselves to calling upon the Lord at all times. And then Psalmist David said, he said, I look to the hills from which cometh my help. Why? Because my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and the earth. And the good news is that when you go to God in prayer and when you call on God, you don't have to worry about getting a busy signal. 
You don't have to worry about getting the message because God, through the prophet Jeremiah, he says, call unto me and I will answer thee. And he said, not only am I going to answer you, but I'm going to show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And then he said into his prophet, uh, the prophet Isaiah, and I get excited when I read this verse. In the 65th chapter in verse number 24, he says, and it shall come to pass that before you call, I will answer. Sometimes I get stuck right there on that verse. He says, before you call, in other words, God, he already knows what we need. Hallelujah. God said, and before you call, I will answer. And he says, and while you are yet speaking, God said, I'm going to hear. And so ain't that a God? Who wouldn't serve a God like that? That before I could even get it out of my mouth, hallelujah, God says that I'm going to answer you. David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yeah, but if you call on God, how many of y'all know that the Lord will deliver you out of all of uh, your troubles. Paul turns around in 1 Thessalonians in the fifth chapter and verse number 16, he starts off by saying, he says, rejoice evermore. And then he says, pray without ceasing. How many of y'all know men ought to always pray and never faint? And can I help somebody? Don't just pray when you get in trouble. Hallelujah. Don't just pray when you need God to work a miracle in your life. The old folk used to sing a song, I'm sending up my timbers each and every day. In other words, they were saying that they were keeping a prayer connection, that they were putting some prayers up on the shelf. Because how many of y'all know there may come a time in your life that you feel like what Paul declared? Paul says, sometimes we don't know what to pray. I'm wondering, has there anybody that you ever been so burdened You've ever been so hurt. You've ever, you've ever been so confused that you didn't even know what to pray. Ha, has an emergency occurred in your life that you didn't have time to get out on your knees and say, Father, I come before thee as an empty pitcher before a full fountain, trying to impress God with your prayers. But the only thing you was able to say was, Lord, have mercy. I wonder, do I have any Lord have mercy folk that's listening to me today. And then there are some people, my God, you couldn't even get three words out. You couldn't even get Lord have mercy out. All you could do was call his name. All you could say was Jesus. I've heard people testify, my God, that they're driving in a car and getting ready to be in a, a terrible accident. And all they had to say was the name Jesus. And the next thing they knew, they was parked on the side of the road with no harm done to them. And so Paul says, rejoice. He says, rejoice evermore. And then he says, pray without ceasing. But then he says something in that 18th verse that will take us to the next point of our message. He said, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in everything. He didn't say for some things. He didn't say for the majority of things, but he said in everything. 
Well, that takes me to my next point. Because when I look at the fourth verse of the text that I read, not only did I see prayer to the Lord, but then I see praise for the Lord. Look what he says. He says, the Lord is worthy to be praised. My God, I don't, I can, I can let you finish the message from this point on. He says, the Lord is worthy to be praised. Well, have I got a witness? Can somebody wave at me? If you know that the Lord is worthy to be praised. Well, I need to inform you that if you're going to pray successfully, your prayers need plenty of praise for the Lord in them. You see, David was careful. He was very careful to fill his prayers with praise for the Lord. Ah, yeah. And as our verse says, the Lord is worthy of praise. Listen, I know you need God to work a miracle. Ah, But after you ask God, to work the miracle. You've got to praise God before the miracle has been worked. You got to praise God. I know you've asked for healing. God heal my body. But you got to say, but God, I thank you that I got a portion of regional health and strength. I thank you, God, that I'm still in the land of the living. God, I need you to work a miracle in my finances like you did for Dr. Lewis. And your word declared that you're no respecter of person. But God, until you do it, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you because you supply every one of my needs according to your riches that's up in glory. And so David was careful to fill his prayers with praise for the Lord. You know, so many things which we praise in our society. They're not even worthy of praise. People praise Hollywood stars. Come on, political stars. How about sports stars? They are praised to the skies when they ought to be denounced really for the rotten and moral lifestyles that they live. Many others, they praise performers that don't really merit any type of praise. But no one will ever go wrong. You can't go wrong. Praising God, because guess what? God (laughs) inhabits, God lives in your praise. Every now and then throughout the day, you ought to just take a praise break. (laughs) Every now and then, uh, while you complain about your feet hurting and your back is hurting because you've been sitting in the chair all day, take a moment to get out of that seat and give God a praise. Walk around your house with your hands lifted up and give God a praise. Turn on some shouting music. Hey. And if you can't find none, go to Google on YouTube and just put shouting music. Well, there's plenty of shouting. You can shout, shout, shout. You can shout all night long. Give God a praise in the midst of what you're going through. Because the Bible said God takes a seat in your praise. If you want to get God's attention, I dare you to just give God the praise. In the book of Revelation 4 and 11, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor 
and power. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, they are and were created. God, I praise you. I want to give God glory. I want to give God honor. I want to give God all of the praise. And then when you look at the next chapter, in Revelations 5 and 12, he says, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, honor and glory and all blessings. When you worship God and when you praise God, praise him with a loud voice. Oh, thank you. Don't be ashamed of your praise. Hallelujah. My God, don't be ashamed of your praise when you're giving God all the glory and when you reflect back on how good God has been to you. You cannot help but to give God praise. Let us not be as concerned about praising faulty men as we are about praising a perfect God. David, when he praised him, he praised God wholeheartedly. When you praise God, give him everything that you have. Don't try to be cute and praise God. Don't, 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 don't worry about your mascara. Don't, 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 don't worry about your physical looks. When you give God praise, you ought to just give God everything uh, that you have. You ought to praise him. Uh, the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. We ought to give uh, God some praise. Praise is not just a song about God. It is a song to God. And so when you praise God, you're not just praising God for what he's done for you, but you're letting God know, God, you're worthy. You're worthy of all honor. You're worthy of all glory. You're worthy of all praise. In, in this song, in our text, David uses many word pictures, such as, Lord, you're my rock. You're my light. You're my shield. He does that to portray God's marvelous attributes. My God, because he wanted to give God the praise. And then when you look at 1 Peter, the second chapter, can I go ahead and preach the Bible today? 1 Peter, the second chapter, verse number nine. If you need a reason to praise him, ah, Peter will let you know. He'll give you four reasons to praise God. He says, ye are a chosen generation. My God, you are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation and we are a peculiar people. And then he says that ye should show forth the praises of him that have called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. That's a reason to praise. I praise God because I'm saved. I'm wondering, is there anybody that's glad that you're saved? That when the devil had you bound and shackled down in life, Jesus came and he loosed the shackles and he set every captive free. He broke every fetter in your life. And when we was on our way to eternal hell and damnation, Jesus came and set us free. I'll praise him every day of my life that if God never does anything else for me, God, I thank you that you saved me. Somebody ought to clap those hands and say, God, I thank you I'm saved. God, I thank you I'm delivered. 
God, I thank you I'm set free. Come on, thank you that I'm healed. God, I thank you that I'm more than a conqueror. My God, and I give, I give you praise. Did you not know that praising God, praising God is not, it's not a suggestion. It's a divine order. We are ordered to give God some praise. And we praise God. We praise God, beloved, when we say thank you to him for each attribute, for his divine nature. And can I encourage you today, as you read the Bible, look for other characteristics of God for which to thank him. And then let me give you a little assignment in this message. Focus your heart on God. And then just take one, one, just one attribute of God, such as mercy. Concentrate on it. Try to concentrate on God's mercy for a whole week. Some of y'all say, I can't praise God. I don't have nothing to praise him for. I could praise God all week just for his mercy. <clears throat> Come on here, somebody. Because how many of y'all know that his mercies are new every day? Uh, that we all should have been cut off yesterday. But when we got up this morning, hallelujah, we had new mercies. And I don't know about you, but God, I thank you. I thank you that I'm not still relying on the mercies of yesterday. But when I got up this morning, hey, uh, God, hallelujah, I had new mercy. And when I wake up tomorrow morning, God's going to give me new mercies. Focus, concentrate on one, just one attribute of God. And when you get through with his mercy, thank him for his faithfulness. That even God, when I'm not faithful to you, you are faithful to me. Great is thy faithfulness, God unto me. And then when you get through with his faithfulness, focus on God's love. God, I thank you that you love me. You love me when I wasn't even lovable. You love me when I was in sin, on my way to eternal hell and damnation. God, you gave your son, Jesus. You loved me so much that you did not want me to perish. That while we were yet sinners, you gave your son, Jesus, for us. God, I love you. Focus on his love. Thank God for his love that nothing can separate me from the love of God. I got to get ready to close, but I just not feel like preaching. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. He loved me when I'm up. He loved me when I'm down. He loved me when I'm confused. He loved me when I don't know which way to go. Somebody ought to say, thank God for his love. Concentrate on it for an entire week. Meditate on it. Pray on it while you're praying. Thank God for his love. And then thank God for his many gracious gifts to us. God gives us gifts that we don't even deserve. Take a few moments in your week. Make a list of your blessings. Count them one by one. Hallelujah. Make that a part of your schedule to write down your blessing and see won't it surprise you what the Lord what the Lord has done. And I'm like Sister Margie today. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, no, never. Tell God afresh how much you appreciate him and how much you appreciate his blessings. 
each and every day. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Well, lest I preach too long, let me get to the last point. David says, I'm going to pray. I'm going to call on the Lord. And then he says, I'm going to praise because he's worthy to be praised. In the midst of this pandemic, he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And then he talks about God's protection. He says, so I be saved from mine enemies. David saw that his protection from his enemies was from the Lord. And so David, he praised the Lord for his unfailing security in protecting and delivering him from the violence of men. Because throughout David's life, the Lord had delivered him from every enemy and through every struggle and from every war. And so for eight long years, that's a long time, David had been fiercely pursued by King Saul himself. For the rest of his life, he had been engaged in one war after the other, yet he survived it all. And I wonder, do I have anybody on here that have a testimony today? that say, after all I've been through, I've survived. Come on here, somebody. While I was going through it, I thought it was all over. I thought this was it. Do I have any this is it, folks? I thought this was it. I thought this was the final. I, I thought it was all over. But look at me. I've survived. And not only did I survive, but I conquered it. And I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Do I have any conquerors on here? I don't want to talk to y'all that ain't been through nothing. I want to talk to some folks just for couple of more minutes that's been through hell and hot water. And you, my God, your back was against the wall. You was getting ready to throw in the towel. And maybe perhaps you threw it in, but God threw it back at you. And when you almost let go, you could say, God, help me close. And pastor, I'm a survivor here today. When the devil thought he was going to take me out. Hallelujah. Somebody's testimony is when the devil thought he was going to take me out. With cancer, the devil is a liar. God spoke to that cancer, and now I'm cancer-free. God, my God, maybe you lost a loved one. The devil said, this is it. You can't survive. You're not going to make it without him or her. But you said, devil, you're a lie. Hallelujah. I'm a survivor. Somebody, you ought to put your hands together, and you ought to thank God you made it. Hey, come on. Somebody ought to shout, I made it. Shout to your neighbors here, I made it. My God, I made it out. Uh, I made it out all right. I got a few bruises. I got bags under my eyes. I got gray all in my beard. But hallelujah, I still made it. I made it out. I made it out all right. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around and he worked it in my favor. Glory. I said, God worked it in my favor. Hallelujah. And so David, my God, out of everything he went through, he never was wounded, not once. So in praising God, David focuses upon the unfailing security of the Lord. But I need you to notice something. Take note of this, that protection comes after prayer 
and praise. I'm going to say it again. Your protection comes after prayer and praise. Don't, 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 don't take it out of order. Some of us want God to protect us. He wants us, he wants, we want him to deliver us, but we don't want to pray and we don't want to praise. I need y'all to understand you got it backwards. Protection comes after prayer and praise. If you want protection by the Lord, you need to have to pray to the Lord and praise for the Lord in your life. And when prayer and praise are lacking, our blessings will also be lacking. But I dare you to pray and praise. Hey, I dare you to pray and praise. God will do some things. God will open up some doors. God will work miracles. And so David was good at praying. He was good at praising. Why? Because the Lord is good. Nahum said that he's a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. Listen, when you trust God and when you praise God, God becomes a, a stronghold. And then he says, in the name, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. How many of y'all know when you, when you got God, you have a hiding place in the midst of every storm. You have a hiding place during this pandemic. You have a hiding place from the enemies of your soul. Thank God I have a hiding place. And so I'm done. But David in this Psalms, he said, God, I need to tell you who you are. You're my rock. You're my fortress. You're my deliverer. You're the God of my rock. Hey, you're not just my rock. You're the God of my rock. You're my shield. You're the horn of my salvation. My high tower. You're my refuge. You're my strength. You're my buckler. My God, you're my savior. Hallelujah. And then he says, I'm going to call on you. Hey, because I know when I call on you, I'm going to be saved from all of my enemies. And I'm glad that he was praising him because he knew that when he called on him, that God was going to answer every one of his prayers. If you call on him, he'll answer you. But, but, but while you're calling on him, make sure you praise him. Make sure you give him honor. Make sure you give him glory. Make sure you give him praise. And when you, when you call on him and give him the glory and you give him the praise, you need to understand he'll protect you. And God will bring you out. God will bring you through. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised and he shall save me from all mine enemies. He shall deliver me from every trial, from every tribulation, every heartache, every pain, every sickness. He will deliver me. Every eye closed, every head bowed. My time is gone. God, I thank you because you are a great deliverer. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, because you are our refuge. You are our strength. Thank you, God, because you are our everything. Ah, God, we praise you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor.
God, you get all of the praise. Uh, we want none of the glory. None of the glory. None of the glory uh, belongs to us. None of the praise belong to us. Because God, we recognize the fact that if it had not been for you on our side, the enemy would have swallowed us up long time ago. But because of your grace, because of your mercy, because of your faithfulness, because of your love, God, because of your tender mercy, God, we have not been consumed. And God, we say thank you. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you, my God, what you're getting ready to do. God, give us a spirit of thanksgiving. Help us, God, to put on the garment of praise in the name of Jesus and help us to give you thanks in everything. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is just as fresh today as it was when it was first written. Now, God, I bless your holy name. I praise you. I magnify you. And God, I praise you because I know that you hear us when we pray. I praise you today because you're going to meet the needs of your people. You know every need that's under the sound of my voice. But God, I praise you in advance. Hallelujah. I praise you on credit. Glory be to God. Because I know you're going to manifest yourself in a mighty way. And God, however you manifest yourself, however you do it, because we trust you, God, we're going to praise you and say thank you because we know you make no mistakes. And so we can praise you in advance for outcome. Manifest yourself in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, and we praise you. If there's one God that don't know your darling son, Jesus Christ, as a personal savior, God, save them before it's too late. They cannot come until you draw them because your word said that we can't come. But God, draw them in before it's too late. In the mighty name of Jesus, give us a desire and a heart to pray and a mind to praise. Thank you for your protection. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Come on, put those hands together and bless the Lord, everybody.